0: It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hey, friends, this is Andy. This episode of Accelerate is brought to you by KiteDesk. KiteDesk Desk is the all in one sales development platform that lets you manage all of your sales development activities, such as email, direct dial phone calls, and your daily to dos, all in one place to open up conversations, book more qualified meetings, and really create a predictable pipeline. Kite Desk Flow and Kite Desk Find allows us to find exactly the right people in the industries we're looking for, in the roles that we're looking for. That's Kite Desk customer Michael Orfis. Michael is head of sales at Stratified. In addition to the all-in-one management of his sales development team's days, Kite Desk helps him with another big part of his job.
1: We have the ability with Kite Desk to do what we call targeted campaigns.
0: Our conversion rate from what we were doing in the past to what we're doing now has been really massive. So, you don't have to take tons of time to research, prospect, then blast large lists of people that never turn into sales opportunities.
1: We're seeing higher clicks, we're seeing higher open rates, and Without question, we've seen a
0: massive increase in pipeline generation. So to learn more about Kite Desk, schedule a free demo, and learn how to create predictable pipeline at your sales organization, go to kitedesk.com dot com forward slash accelerate. That's K I T E D E S K dot com slash accelerate. Mark Hunter, welcome to Accelerate. Hey, thank you for having me on the show. So for the people listening to the show, my guest today, Mark Hunter, as we said before, The Sales Hunter, author of High Profit Selling and most recently High Profit Prospecting, is here to help us kick off 2017 with a bang, help you rock it out of the gate to success this year. So, Mark, let's jump right into it. So, for 2017, what's your personal sales resolution?
1: Well, my personal sales resolution is really to spend more time with fewer prospects. One of the things I've really been working on, and again, I've been talking about it for a long time, but I've really been doing it myself, is is who are you prospecting? One of the big challenges we have is we tend to prospect people who have heartbeats. And something I noticed, my dog has got a heartbeat, but my dog is not my customer. Uh-uh. Has not going to buy from you. <laughs> has your dog bought from you yet? <laughs> and my dog has not bought from me. And what my dog wants, I'm not selling. So, you know what? Sorry. It ain't going to happen. But, you know what? That, that's really my main focus. I want to I I really, truly use my time better in 17. And the way I'm going to use my time better is by spending more of my time with really fewer prospects because it's going to allow me to create more value. And as you say, it's really going to allow you to amp up your sale and it's going to allow you to sell faster. All right. Hey, you know I'm in favor of that. I know. I figured you would yeah, do so. right, hey, out, right, out of, right out right out the the
0: right. of your sales playbook. So, all right. So that's we're going to get back to that and explore that in greater depth. So the next question, though, this sort of you know we're going to set the stage with some questions here. So for people listening, you know, if you could make a resolution for the sales business in general, what would it be? I mean, how would you like to see that everything evolve over the next year?
1: Yeah, I'd like to see finally social media uh, becoming no longer social media, but really it becoming one-to-one communication. I've got a a tweet I've been using for a long time, hashtag social media is with – I'm sorry, I blew that one (laughs) because I can't even remember the tweet. I I, Anyway, anyway, go, okay, hashtag social media without social community is social stupidity. Think about this. I want to put an end to this whole thing of just blasting stuff out there. I want to turn social media into really that one-to-one tool. It's where we're using it to communicate with people one-to-one. That is how I think we're going to leverage social media much better in seventeen. We're getting out of this just just throw the stuff out there and the phone will ring. It ain't ringing, folks. Well, so how do you use social media
0: for a one-to-one? How are you using it? You know, tell well, people, give people like. I- Yeah, give people an example of what they can put to use here in 2017 that'll help them sell more.
1: Well, here's what I'll do. I'll put an article out there. I'll put something out. I'll make a comment on something on a social media site. Let's use LinkedIn, for instance. Okay, that's the big B2B site. And when people communicate with me and they, you know, I make sure I respond back. But then what I'll do is I'll quickly get going on a conversation with them. And I just the other day had a conversation with the CEO of a company in Tampa, Florida. And it was, we went back and forth about five different exchanges by way of LinkedIn messages. Messages. Okay, we first were in, in a discussion. Mm-hmm. We moved it over to LinkedIn messages, going back and forth about five or six times. And you know what was fascinating? We never once thought about moving it to email. We never once thought about moving it to the telephone. But we, concept, we, we got the complete deal taken care of strictly by way of LinkedIn messaging. Now, how's that? Excellent. I love, it. Excellent. I love it. That's that's the one-to-one. See, now what we're doing is we're using social media the same way that we use the telephone. It's it's the one-to-one. You know, if you think of of social media is nothing more than the old telephone party line. Remember when, you know, for those people who are old enough to remember party lines, you'd have, you know, 10, 15 of your neighbors all on the same phone line, you'd listen in on everybody's conversation. Now we gotta do is we gotta bring it down and make it one to one. So I think social media is gonna to move to the next level, one to one communication.
0: All right. So Next thing, then, is setting stage for 2017. What's the single biggest challenge you see sales professionals facing this year?
1: It really is just a continuation. Well, let me not say it's a continuation, but it's an acceptance that the most valuable asset they have is their time. Their time. Quit thinking. That The most valuable asset you have is your, is your sales funnel or your, your prospecting lead list or what you sell. or No, 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 sorry. Your most valuable asset you have is your time. And, and what's amazing is there are so many great tools out there that help you get very efficient, very effective. Take advantage of them to help you use your time more efficiently. Okay. Give an example of a tool. Well, I'll give you an example. Let's use Salesforce, for instance, okay? Now, the, you know, we're, we're way beyond light years in, in having, you know, CRM systems be this, uh, it's a sales gotcha tool. If you're using CRM systems right, they are a tool that's going to help you very much automate and very effectively manage things far more effectively. Let me give you an example from social media. I use Hootsuite. I use Hootsuite. Now, wait a minute. That's social media. No, it's not. It's social one-to-one. Because the first heading, the first um, stream I looked at in my Hootsuite are what are are the messages to me? And again, it's amazing how many messages I'm able to have back and forth with people. One-to-one messages just using Twitter. What am I doing? I'm using Twitter, Hootsuite, as the telephone. I love it. Okay, so there's your
0: advice, single advice. Hootsuite. So, um, all right, so sort of in line with that then is, is what's one behavior that sales professionals can master right now that would make a difference in 2017?
1: You know, quit, quit playing the if-then game. If only we had this, then I could do that. I am so sick and tired of this. I tell you what, salespeople today, we have more ability to impact our marketplace than ever before. If you think, if you stop and think about this, go, look at what the internet, go, look at what social media, look, look at what all these platforms allow us to do. They allow us to communicate so much more effectively, so much more efficiently. You know, cold calling is cold calling dead? Mm, the part that's dead is the cold, because there's really no need to make a cold call, because there's so much information available out there now, and people. So really, we we should be incredibly grateful and thankful. For all of the all of the opportunities that we have out there, so the big piece that that I, I, I'm really telling salespeople they need to do is, you need to get connected with who are those three or four other peers, and you know you know an old expression is you never want to be the smartest person in the room. Well, you never want to be the smartest person in your in your group. But I, I want I want everybody to get connected with three or four other salespeople, and you're using it to challenge and charge and motivate and and just Kick each other in the tail to get to the next level because so, so people tell you within what, their company or just peers they meet elsewhere. It, it, I, I like getting people outside your company because then you're not all sucking each other's exhaust. You know, you know it. It. it when, when you're dealing with people inside your own company, everybody's singing from the same songbook. I mean, it's, it, it just drives me nuts. Grab other salespeople out there in other industries, but you just connect with them on the telephone, or maybe if they're in the same city, you, you grab for a cup of coffee once a month or something like that. But it it is amazing. If, if you look at the top performers, what makes the top performers top performers? Because they associate with top performers, if you want to be a top performer, you've got to hang with a top performer. I, I like to think that everybody is everybody is no different than an elevator, you know, in a building. You you ha- you happen to live in Manhattan, and your elevator goes up and down to every floor in the building. Well, let me tell you something: every floor in your building is not the same. The, it, every floor is different. And you know what's very interesting is, is many people are, are only allowing their elevator to go to a certain floor and they're getting up because they're comfortable. Hey, go up a couple floors. Go up a couple floors. See what opportunities are up there. I, I always encourage salespeople, move yourself to the next floor and you're going to find a whole other level of opportunities, a whole other level of, of relationships and it's going to change your paradigm thinking. I'm I'm going to run with this for just a moment, but Vern Harnish. Hey,
0: it's your, it's your show. Go ahead. Hey,
1: it's, hey, it's my show. Vern Harnish is a guy who I thoroughly love. He's got a, a consulting group called Gazelles mm-hmm. Consulting, and he wrote the book Scaling Up. I believe I believe you're familiar with him. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and and what what is fascinating is a few years ago, Vern moved to Barcelona, Spain. He said because he wanted to be more centrally located. Hello. Think about that for a moment. More centrally located. Wow. Does his elevator get off on a different floor? You bet it does. And that's Which why you're wa- in Omaha because
0: you want to be centrally that- located for the United <laughs> States, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, because I'm down the street from Warren Buffett. See? Exactly. Uh, yes. So when we get done with this, I'm going to go have lunch with Warren. A you know? coconut burger,
0: is his favorite place. I,
1: I, I'm going to grab a coconut burger, and it's going to be a cherry coke at that. Right. Right. And and but it it it, it changes your relationships top salespeople have great relationships okay all right great piece of man, advice, piece of advice man, so I I ran with that tangent didn't I <laughs> no, that's, that's good
0: we'll give you another chance here so so you know at the beginning of the year you have to be setting your your goals and and yes yeah, sales professionals yeah you get given a quota <laughs> your you now it's bestowed on you and maybe you have some activity metrics that you really have to follow but but what about your own personal goals? So what what's a key to good personal goal setting for a sales professional for a new sales year? What are the types of things they should be looking to achieve You know, outside of quota? What are the personal things they should be looking to achieve in terms of made the types of skills they want to develop or mindset they want to develop or experiences they want to have? over the next 12 months? How do they set those goals?
1: Well, I'm glad you bring that up because too many people focus on the professional goals and they forget about their personal goals. And I'll tell you what, your personal goals are just as important as your professional goals. Let me share with you a goal because I, I it, it is amazing what we can accomplish. It, it, it really is. Uh, 2016, I, I was amazed at what I was able to get accomplished. And it, it was funny, but It wasn't because I had a gun to my head, but because I would boom, 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 you know, I did it. And and I look back and I go, wow, why can't I keep that accelerated pace forever? And you can. Here's the key thing. You got to make sure that you're focused. One of the things, when you develop personal goals, ask yourself this question, what is going to come off my plate? Because one of the biggest things we do is, is if we don't direct ourselves as to where we go, how will we know if we got there, when we get there. We won't. What you want to do is you want to be incredibly focused. And what I'm going to challenge you is this from a personal standpoint. Two things. One, what can you do that's going to improve yourself this month, this quarter? Two, what can you do to improve yourself over the next five to ten years? Let me give you a a good example I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I am really, and, and and I haven't mastered it yet, but I'm going to. I want to be reading a book a week, a book a week. Now think about that for a moment. Whoa. But what do I have to do? In order for me to accomplish that, I really got to do three things. One, I got to pick up and speed up my ability to read faster. Two, I've got to become more focused and be able to retain what I'm reading. And three, I've got to be able to cut other stuff out of my day to make time to do the first two. Mm-hmm. but you know but you know what I'm gonna but you know what I'm gonna find is that I will undoubtedly as I get this mastered increase my level of knowledge my level of thinking and so forth because one of the things that I found myself is becoming too too um, uh, uh, internet driven in other words i I, I allow reading websites mm-hmm. to become my news source mm-hmm. but You and I have talked about this. You never get really the depth. You really never get the depth reading a 500-word or a 1,000-word, you know, maybe, oh, wow, I just read a 1,500-word article on Bloomberg.com or Business Insider. Big deal. Now let's read a 60,000-word book on this subject. I think that takes our level of thinking to really a much deeper level, which results in a higher outcome.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you. It it requires more depth of thought and integrating more than just a single serve nugget, you know, together as when you read the whole book. Because yeah, the blog you hopefully get one thing out of it. You know, book you may get multiple things that you have to consider and think about, and then say, yeah, these combine together to form something even more
1: valuable. Yeah, and I think that's
0: the the virtue of of books.
1: Let me share with you a personal thing because what you're doing here in your podcast is is so cool. And this is a this is a thing that I challenge people with. And, I, and again, boy, this is gonna gonna get me in trouble. There's a lot of people who who listen who have earbuds in all the time and they're listening to music. And they're listening to music. But I, I really think the higher achieving people are not listening to music, they're listening to podcasts. Why? Because they want to better themselves. And one of the things that I do is I listen, really
0: smart people are listening to
1: this podcast. Like, well, hello, thank you. That's why that's why you do it every day. That's why you're doing this thing, right? But if you stop and think about this, this is the challenge that that, that I ask myself. I have my earbuds in every day when I'm working out. And I work out for about 40 minutes a day. What do you do? And I'll, what? What do you do? What's your workout? What what's my workout? I, I generally will run three to four miles and I'll and I'll do some weights and that's really about it. It's, and, and, and it's not like I'm not seven days a week. I try to get in four days a week and okay. you know, so forth. All right. anyway, um, but I'm always listening to podcasts. My objective when I get done with my workout is that I've, I've gleaned one new insight. One new insight. And, and my, my record, my verification record is the fact that I'm able to tweet something out immediately when I get back on my computer, or I grab my phone and I tweet out immediately when I'm done with my run or whatever. What's something I learned? But that's what I've, I've made as my own little personal goal. Because, again, top performers always realize that there's something to be learned in everything that they do. Everything. Everything. The the lower performer, and boy, but this is going to get me, and I hate to stereotype people, the lower people look at things, well, there's nothing to learn here, there's nothing to learn here, there's nothing, no, 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 no. The high performer always sees everything. There's something to be learned.
0: So one behavior, back to what we talked about. One behavior that people could change, and maybe you might change your answer. we say the most important behavior people could master this year that make a difference is master the habit of curiosity. Ooh,
1: I like that. That's that's tweetable. <laughs> okay. Master your curiosity. I like that. Okay. Paul, I like that. That's cool. Alright, um, yeah. we're writing that down. But I really
0: hey, think that's the key because, yeah. because I think that what one of the real trends is that trends are plural, one of the trend is, <laughs> is that if anybody's read the book uh Disrupt You by Jay yes. Samet, have you yes. read that? Yes, uh, great book. F- fabulous book. And that's- what the book shows is that there's unlike a lot of surveys that show that, especially some of the millennial generation think that maybe the opportunities aren't as widespread for their generation as it was for their parents' generation and so on, and, and you know, economic people projecting that you know, it's, life's not going to be quite the same for them. It's, it's like, no, I read, you really begin to understand what's happening with the economy and, and how things are going to continue to evolve and how technology is going to drive that, is that there's an incredible amount of opportunity coming. There is incredible, but you, but you we, have to be. But you have to be open. You have to be curious. You have to be yes willing to change your mindset.
1: Yes, because what you're going to do is you're going to take that macro opportunity. and It could be a negative situation, but you're going to turn it into a mic into a micro opportunity for you. You know that well, we, and I think that's really it. So the key
0: is is uh, I was talking to another guest, uh, CEO of a software company, a guy named Jay McBain, who writes very intelligently about. The evolution of technology and the the SaaS business and how that's uh, going to evolve opportunities, and he projects, you know, based on his reading of the industry, that what's happening is we're coming. We've gone from sort of, if you, well, as you say, gosh, if you really want to specialize, you have to verticalize, right? Instead of being mm-hmm. a horizontal solution, you have to verticalize, and he's saying that's evolving what he calls vectorized where it's, it's verticalization within a vertical, right? It's, it's, it's niches that become extremely profitable opportunities. And the thing is, the technology is available to make everybody have access to be able to serve customers using technology and new solutions. But you just sort of have to apply the principles that Jay Samet talks about in his book, Disrupt You, to see, yeah, open your eyes up to this incredible opportunities out there. So the curiosity, sort of circle, finish the circle, and so it really drives that. And that is, to me, that's the opportunity for people. If you want to develop one of your behaviors, you want to develop something about yourself personally over the next year, is learn to be open, right? Learn hey, to listen without oh, judgment.
1: Yeah, it's, that's, you know, and again, you and I have had this discussion. That's one of the challenges with. Social media is we all get into our, these little bubbles and we fail to see what is outside. Here's, here's a really easy way to to challenge your curiosity. And I tell this to parents, I, and, and, and I tell this to parents with kids, ask your kids every day, what did you Google today? What did you Google today? Think about this. if If we were to and just Google something every day, I, I might be watching a television show, I might be reading a book or something like that, and somebody's name pops up on 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 a news show or something like that. I, I just Google a person. What's Google say about them? Now, okay, now we can we can discount all of the weird stuff that's out there on the internet, but it's curiosity. It's just finding out more. I, I, I want to find out more. We have to become more curious. and that means getting outside our bubbles, getting outside our little circles. And it's funny, we're doing this as an audio, but I'm talking with my hands and I'm, and I'm describing a big bubble here if only you could see this, but it's okay. it's okay. It's the power of radio. Oh, the power of radio, that's
0: right. Well, but I think that that along with that though, is besides just the ad hoc searches, is, is to me part of curiosity too, is, is you're being methodical about it. And the example I like to to give and is that, you know, I was a kid and my dad would come home from work and he and mom would sit down and have a martini and we were sort of banished so they could talk about you know between themselves for a while. Is I would go in our living room and we had the World Book Encyclopedia, and I basically started at A and. <laughs>
1: As an elementary uh, I, school kid, I, and, read, way, and read my I, way through it. <laughs> you know what? You and I, you uh, you and I know each other well enough. Now. I didn't have the World Book Encyclopedia. I had Compton's. Right. We had the Compton's Encyclopedia. Yeah. And 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 I, I used to just love reading Compton's Encyclopedia. Yeah,
0: but I pretty much worked my way through the alphabet with yeah. it. And uh, yeah, not that necessarily read every word, but I mean, I was going through every encyclopedia. And that's, I think, why my wife you know, gives me a hard time about having all this useless knowledge in my head. But, but the fact is, you, know, you have to be sort of, your curiosity sort of has to have a, a goal in mind as well.
1: It does. It does. And, and, and what does it do? See, now think about this for a moment. It allows you to be in almost any circle and be able to have a validated conversation. When I mean validated that you can participate in a conversation on, on, on just about any subject.
0: Well, it gives Should, you the ability when you see prospects yes. for the first time to look, let's say you're visiting a prospect in their office, and you know you can see visual clues and tie it to something you know, Bingo. and enables you to start conversations. Absolutely. Bingo. It's been very valuable for me. I mean, again, this useless know. knowledge that my wife sometimes kids me about. Actually, that's come in very handy a lot of times.
1: Yeah, but you know what it does? It allows you to walk into a situation and be more confident, to be more comfortable. And when you're more confident and more comfortable, the other person becomes confident and comfortable. And what does that do? It it, it raises the level of the conversation. And, and especially as we're dialoguing with senior level people, you know, a lot of salespeople listen to this, and they're dealing with CEOs and you know CIOs, CMOs, and you know, et cetera. And and and, and you have to always realize that that you got to be seen as one of them. Well, you can't walk in and be seen as one of them if you don't know what their circle is all about. That's why that's why that level of curiosity, a level of knowledge. Is so important, so incredibly important.
0: So, the key for you as a sales professional so, we got your quota, you're going to have your activity metrics, write down your personal goals relative to mindset development, professional development, skill development, things that are sort of outside that you take responsibility for. And as Mark said, is as you take on these goals, and maybe one of them is reading a book a week which i certainly would support um, especially if you start with mark's and my books is is
1: good good answer yeah, good, good answer.
0: answer is yeah what are you going to sacrifice what's going to come off the plate because you don't have a you know perfectly elastic schedule that can fit everything in so maybe it's that tv at night you're an hour of tv at night or maybe it's you're going to bed an hour earlier so you can sit and read for a bit before you go to go to sleep Whatever it is, something you have to set aside time for. You have to be very deliberate. And so write it down. And when you've written down the goals, hand them to somebody. To yes, your point. You yes. had, your, you had your, your peers that you want to network with, other salespeople. Turn them into your accountability partner. Say, yeah. hey, here are my personal goals for this year. I'm going to give them to you. You, know, you. We're going to talk about it again at the end of the year. We're going to talk about quarterly, whatever you put in as your benchmark, and see how I did.
1: Can, can I can I jump on – ask yourself this – everybody needs to ask themselves this question. Say, well, gee, I don't, I don't have time. I don't have time. And and I'm going to challenge – and this is the question I love to ask people. Five years from now, will your life have been better because you spent an hour and a half every night watching mindless television? Or will you be better off because you spent an hour and a half reading well, even if you watch good television, I mean, the
0: thing is that, yeah, there's, I mean, one of the hard things, I think, for a lot of people right now and making this decision to devote themselves to reading and so on is that, you know, unlike 10 years ago when TV was sort of pretty uniformly crap, you know, it is the golden age of television. I'll, I'll admit yeah. there's a lot of great stuff out there to watch. Uh, but to your point, it's still valid. Is, right, right. As is, much as we love Game of Thrones, you know, in two years, are you going to have missed the fact? That you didn't watch Games of Thrones, if Games of Thrones, if you achieved what you something extra that you wanted to achieve in your life.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have never I have never seen Game of Thrones, House of Cards, Sopranos, any any of those shows. I have, I I, I can sit here and say, it. I don't even know one television show that is on any lineup, on any network, cable or anything like that. In fact, we don't even have cable. We got rid of it because I wanted to focus my time to be able to spend more time reading and really digging down deep. And you know, th- there's long form content. If I wanna, if I want to get it by way of the internet, yeah, okay, that's cool. But my whole objective is how do I learn more? Well, you know, the guy who lives down the street street from me, you know, the guy I'm having lunch with here in a bit, Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. his sidekick. Is, uh, let's see, uh, 90 years of age now, whatever. And he was asked a year or so ago what book he was reading. And, and, and he rattled off the title of some physics book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and the reporter asked him, like, what? Why would you read something like that? He says, I just don't feel I know the subject well enough. Now, think about that for a moment. If a guy 89, 80, 88, 89 years of age, when, you know, when he was asked that question, can sit there and say that, doesn't that shame all of us? Well,
0: yeah. I, doesn't I, that, I, whoa. I, I had that in spades because my my wife's father was very much that way. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away at 92 a couple of years ago. But, yeah, up until the end, I mean, he was giving me books for holidays yes. that were like okay, this is a really serious book about economics, and I know he's read it, and I know that yes. he's expect we're going to discuss it. Or I remember he went on a, a trip to China when he was in his late 80s, and came back, and uh, the local church he belonged to asked him to sort of give a, a talk about his travel. So he was, 87, basically he and another on an unescorted tour, he and another gentleman roughly his age, and he stands up in front of this, this group in the basement of the church and starts talking just off the top of his head, about you know the the, the sort of wow. geographical origins of of uh, Tibet, where they have gone to Tibet, and and uh, then uh, you know how the, <laughs> the the geographical, physical you know highlights and you know the Ganges rivers and everything that flowed out of that, and just you know historical background of the dynasties, and it was just like oh my god, you know he just. And he had read up on all of it and prepared this talk. And
1: I love it. That. I love it. So that's, I mean, that's, that, that, that that's is, curiosity. That's yeah. curiosity. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. hopefully, you know, yeah. once you develop the habit, because I really think it is a habit. See, the great thing about curiosity, and when we learn about habits, is that, you know, there's a reward for a habit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's sort of why it becomes a habit, because there's a reward at the end of it for us. So, you know, the motivation is pretty clear why we do it. And the reward is pretty clear. What we got to do is change that middle part, right? So, yeah, there's a you know, your habit of sitting down watching TV, you're looking something you're looking forward to, you get some psychic pleasure out of it, though it's not necessarily long-lasting, well, change that middle part. You know, make it, a, make it a book. Make it something that you're really curious about. It's going to really improve your life and you'll get that
1: same psychic reward. You got it. I love it. I love it. So, so the goal for 17 is curiosity. 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 That's yeah. the theme.
0: Yeah. So, Yeah. okay, we sort of talked about some books. So, just give, other than your own books... One book you want people to kick off the year reading.
1: Man, I'm sitting here in my office, and, and, and i got to turn around because th- there's a book. It's The Power of the Other. And it's written by Dr. Henry Cloud. I just picked it up the other day. It was very highly recommended by a number of people. And that's sitting right on the top of a, of a stack of about nine or ten books. And that's the only title I can read right there. What's underneath that? Oh, Leaders Eat Last, Simon Sinek's book. mm mm-hmm. You know that's been out for a while, and and I had not had a chance to read it, and that's right un- right underneath the other book. So those th- those are two that um, and, and 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 again, I'm not there yet on that book a week, um, but boy, it, it's a shame that too many people don't even read a book a year.
0: But yeah, well, anymore, if, you're in, if you're in sales, I, I want to do it
1: on Overdrive. I want to do it on Overdrive because if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Right,
0: and so for people listening to this, and not to give away anything about Mark, but. Yeah, Mark's not in his twenties or thirties. You <laughs> may look at a picture awesome. and say, "What a good-looking guy!" But but yeah, I think we could agree that similar to me, you know, we've the bulk of our career has passed already.
1: Yeah, and so, yeah. But you know what? Yeah, but and, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Doc Willie Jolly. I think he. I think he's a doctor. He always says the best is yet to come. Exactly. And, and Willie's about 65 and he goes, so the best is yet to come. And you know what, I, I I look at it and say, hey, you know what, the best is yet to come.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's. so, <laughs> sort of, without getting off track too much, but you had made reference before this great book, the book I would recommend people read is Disrupt You by Jay Samit S-A-M-I-T. And uh, he also has a great TED Talk about disrupting yourself, which I'd really recommend people listen to. But to your point about being optimistic, which I think is part of being curious is being optimistic. And he has this affirmation that he uses, which I've used
1: a form of it,
0: uh, which is he says, you know, today can be better than yesterday. And I have the power to make it so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I and love so it. I think for
0: sales professionals you when are saying, look, you know, sometimes life business the career is just hard especially in the early parts of the career when you're just learning the profession you're coming to grips with you know the facets of the job that that aren't always fun or pleasant you know rejection and so on keep these things in mind this is really mm-hmm. powerful from today can be better than yesterday and i have mm-hmm. the power to make it so that yeah. is the heart of optimism if you can embody that into your daily activities very powerful for you. Very powerful. I love it. Gosh, gotcha. cool. we've had a great kickoff talk, I think, for people to get excited about 2017. Master your curiosity.
1: That's the theme. Yeah, Master I, your curiosity. I'm jazzed about 17. And he, here's, one, here's one quick thing. Don't wait till February to kick in gear. Come on. Let's go now. Now. While your yeah. competition's sitting back, chilling out, figuring, oh, what do we want to do? Go. Go. I I always like to say, hey, the year starts before December ends. But you know, we're past that point now.
0: Well, but but it's a great point. Is you're going to be asked to put together plans for 2017. We've talked about doing some planning here. Yeah, these are not spend a day plans. Go on an offsite. <laughs> put together plans. These are things that you can do, come up with really pretty quickly. But the key is you, you keep thinking about it. So. For instance, your personal goal plan, your personal development plan for the year, you'll spend 10 minutes every day for the first two weeks and start, write down the plan, then rewrite it the next day. See what you come up with differently about what you want to do. And by the end of two weeks, you'll hit a plan that you can say, okay, I can do this, I can achieve this. Because you'll have sat through and over the two-week period of time, you'll sort to sifted through all of the all of the things that obstacles that could be in the way to achieving it. And you'll come up with something
1: that'll be really good, really doable, really achievable. I, I love it because I call that the cup of coffee planning. It, it's planning you do over 10 minutes while, while you're drinking a cup of coffee. And it's amazing. I mean, I. In fact, you know what's funny? I do that on a weekly basis. Every Saturday morning, I sit down for about ten, fifteen minutes, and just review where am I at on things. What do I need to change? How am I going to do? It. But it helps me line up for the following week because mm-hmm. I don't want. I, I don't want to be focused on to dos. I want to be focused on outcomes. What are the outcome? What are the outcomes I want to achieve? Exactly. All right, Mark.
0: As always, it's been fabulous talking to you.
1: Hey, it's been great. I
0: love it. And hopefully. You're having a happy new year in Omaha. Hey,
1: the snow is flying, but you know what? It's the way it
0: is. It's the way it is. So, I know you're off to lunch with your good friend, Warren Buffett. So, thank you for joining us today on this kickoff edition of Accelerate.
1: I will give Warren your regards. And so, people want to get in touch with you, give them a quick... Sure. It's thesaleshunter.com. TheSalesHunter.com. With the last name of Hunter, you know I had to use it. And no, I didn't change my name. That was my name since birth. <laughs> yes, that's right.
0: SalesHunter.com. Well, great. And remember, friends, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new, just as we talked about here today, to accelerate your success. And it'll be worth your time to invest just a minute and go to iTunes or Stitcher and wherever you listen and hit the subscribe button for this podcast because I'd also love it if you take a minute and leave a review on iTunes telling others how much you value these conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Mark Hunter, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your sales. So thanks for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.